Hi, welcome to Berry Nation Podcast, where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm Jason. I'm Natalie. And, and today, today, oh, sorry, go ahead, Nat, I will let you go. Oh, good. Uh, today, we're joined by Miss Tabitha. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank you for having me. So she is the real Barry boss. If you don't know her on Instagram, she is an amazing human that does many, many things for the community. Um, she is a bariatric patient. She's also a therapist. She's also done some fitness competitions. Like there's lots of things that she has done uh, for the community that are just amazing. And we are excited to get into it today and talk to her mostly about, you know, her journey, but also about how fitness has become not only a part of her journey, but she's taken it all the way into uh, not just, you know, improving herself, you know, physically, but she's also in, you know, entered competitions for her physique as well. So... Hi friends, it's April. We are so excited to officially announce that ProCare Health is the official vitamin of Berry Nation. We were introduced to ProCare Health at the first bariatric society retreat in San Diego, and we have all fallen in love with our product and with the people behind the company. Jason, Natalie, and I have all made the switch to ProCare Health daily bariatric multivitamins, and we are seeing huge results. We invite you to check out ProCare Health by visiting them online at www.procarenow.com and use the code BERRYNATION for 10% off your order. And you guys, this even applies to vitamin subscriptions services. So if you want your vitamins delivered every month or every 90 days, that 10% off is going to apply to that subscription. See what I mean about patient forward, patient centered? ProCare is amazing and we are so excited to be partnered with them. Welcome to the Berry Nation family, ProCare Health. We're going to get into a lot of that stuff. And Tabitha, if you would like to just kind of take the floor and introduce yourself to the people that may not know you. Absolutely. So I am Tabitha Johnson on Instagram at the Real Berry Boss. Um, Like Jason said, I'm actually a licensed marriage and family therapist, licensed clinical alcohol and drug abuse counselor here in Nevada, and I'm also a certified health and life coach and work with pre and post bariatric patients. So yes, we are talking about movement. Yes. Amazing. Well, thank you for being here. We're really excited to just chat about you and your journey and and fitness. That's the theme for our uh, October, month of October. So yeah, should we just dive right in? Let's go. Amazing. So, um, Tabitha, could you uh, describe a little bit about you and your journey? Um, You know, what surgery did you have? Give us all the details about all of that. So my surgery was January 13th. It was Friday the 13th, 2017. I did have the gastric sleeve at Blossom Bariatrics here in Las Vegas. And in my, I guess getting to that journey was a little interesting. I was actually trying to avoid a back surgery. I had been in a car accident a couple of years prior, was taking a lot of opioids and was not really able to function to the best of my ability and happened to run into a friend of mine and she had just had the sleeve. She said, you know, just go get a consultation. I had talked to the back surgeon. He was like, you know, you're too young. It's not a guarantee that this is going to fix the issue. So had the consultation, got approved, and they actually, we were, they were going to try to get me in in November of 2016, but I was like, nah, man, I got to have that last supper, so I had to get my holidays in, you know what I mean, get the, get all the feel-good foods in there, so um, yes, so I had the sleeve January 13th, 2017. My highest weight, I was 230 pounds, um, 
done all the yo-yo dieting prior to that, would gain and lose 50, 60 at a time, and have been able to successfully keep off over 100 pounds in the last six plus years. And that's amazing. So, so for, for those people that may not understand, 230 pounds, you know, may seem like a lot or not a lot. However, those that don't know Tabitha, she's a very miniature human. Which is, okay, and that's funny that you say that because I never would have described myself that way prior to surgery. <laughs> like, I was fluffy. Like, I had a nickname, Flabby Tabby. Like, that was, you know what I mean? So that was from grade school. Yep. Thank you to the lovely third grade student that called me that. But yes, so uh, miniature, I will receive that. Because <laughs> you're what, like five, five, two, five, three? I'm actually Maybe. five, five. Cool heel. I'm five, five. I'm just much shorter than you. So I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, yeah. Those those that have seen me in person, I'm yeah. a large human, so most people are miniature to me. However, <laughs> that's funny. Yes. Yeah. So I've been able to get off of all the pain pills. Um, back has completely improved. So as far as I can say, the surgery has been a success. So well, that's amazing because a lot yeah. of you know, a lot of people don't you know, have a much harder time with the opioids and, and being that's sure. how a lot of addiction starts. So that's amazing that yes. you were able to get away from that, move away and, and, and make yourself yeah. much better. And especially I would imagine, is that part of how fitness started in your journey was trying to help build up the back muscles so that you could so, kind of circumvent the surgery? Yeah. So what's interesting is the first year to two years, I really didn't do a whole lot of movement at all. I actually lost more than I should have lost initially. So I was a little bit underweight. Um, so prior to surgery, I had run about three, three or four half marathons, even at, you know, 230 pounds. And I'm a slow runner, like I'm not breaking any records, but for me, running was very therapeutic. Um, and I have not even run a half marathon since I've had surgery. I still need to see what kind of records I can break from before. So um, that's probably my next move. But um, so I wasn't really that active and what kind of a few things kind of led to this newfound love of fitness. Um, so I went to one of the bariatric retreats and I got to hear Des speak about summer shred. And as she was talking, I was just like, that sounds amazing. Like I'm one of those people I like to have some type of a goal to put in front of me. Um, one of my brothers had just passed away a few months prior to that. So I was kind of looking for something as like a physical outlet and happened to meet Stephanie with devotion at the retreat. And she's like, Hey, by the way, I'm a coach. If you decide to sign up for summer shred, I can get you ready. So I was like, well, let me think about this. You know, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even like to do a push up. So how's this going to work? <laughs> um, and just a few months prior, I started to go back to the gym post, you know, shouldn't say post COVID. We were still in the middle of COVID, but as things were opening up. So I was kind of getting, getting my toe in there a little bit and decided to sign up for summer shred. So that's kind of what was sort of began this journey, which has been quite amazing. Almost like serendipitous in a way, like everything, yes. all doors were kind of opening and presenting oh, yeah. opportunities. That's amazing. Yes. So, um, and it's strangely enough, the dietitian with Blossom Bariatrics, he's a bodybuilder. So he recommended me to his posing coach and she's local. So I had Stephanie and then I worked with Denise um, D. Bloom here in Las Vegas. And so she taught me my little routine and like, it was just, it was really cool how the right people just kind of came alongside. So 
Well, and it's crazy to think of that you, uh, as somebody who really didn't do a lot of movement post-op anyway, you just yes. decided to dive off the deep end. You're just you like, know, I've never done before, but I'm going to go to the high yes. dive and we're going to see what happens. Yeah, it's, so I've, this past year-ish, I've been doing a lot of inner child work and the fitness journey kind of just coincided real nicely with that. And so being able to kind of talk to my younger self and cheer her on because she never felt capable enough, right? To like, I was the kid in PE class that if I could go to the nurse's office, cause you know, I got a paper cut, I can't run that mile today. So, you know, I'm just going to sit this one out like that. That was me. And so to see what it's become, it's been pretty amazing. Well, and you're definitely not alone in any of those things. I, I believe most of the, the majority of our communities and our children are, are kind of in the same group. So yeah. the fact that you're able to speak to that and speak to it, you know, in a positive way, because we right. talk this all the time about self-talk and yes. how we're the quickest to just bash ourselves as much as we possibly can sure. without even ever giving ourselves the opportunity, you know, the chance. The yes. fact that you were able to connect in that way and talk to yourself in such a way that you went through not only starting your you know exercise journey but putting it in a way that you actually got on stage and competed is amazing yeah my therapist was like oh my gosh like I showed her some of the pictures and she's seen me through my journey for the last probably 10 plus years so like just from the girl that she met to today is it's just a huge transformation so she was like oh my gosh I'm so amazed like and it just I felt good in my skin on that stage and I have like massive social anxiety so to just wear heels and be all glistening with the tanning stuff like it was so out of my comfort zone I think so much fun that's kind of the beauty though about bariatric surgery in general I think that people don't talk about is that a lot of the times we are healing our inner child right like that when we we are so much more aware of the opportunities that life gives us, like with you at the retreat, you know, all of these doors and opportunities were literally falling, falling in your lap and you had the capacity and the, um, like energy to say, yeah, let's do it. And I feel like that's so prevalent in so many, uh, bariatric patients that we talk to, even like myself, Jason, like, that's just, it just comes with the, the growth and the territory. It's so sure. cool to see that you, you took those yeah. opportunities. Well, and even just thinking of Berry Nation, like that started as an idea, right? And look what it's become. And I think if we can really envision all that we could be capable of, because we've stood in the way of ourselves so many times that like, it's amazing to watch our community, people starting podcasts, you know, doing different modeling and shows and books. And I mean, it's just, we are, it's like limitless, you know? So, And and I also would think like listening to you talk about it and feeling good in your own skin and actually getting the praise from your therapist, like that had to feel good too, because somebody who's known you for that long, to hear that, you know, like you can, like, we all kind of can see the growth and the things that we go through, but to have an outsider connect to you in that way and let you know, like that they're proud of the work that you've done and the changes you've made and had, it had to kind of been vindicating in a way for you as well. 
Yeah, and actually one of my closest friends from high school was there with me at the competition. So we've known each other almost 30 years. So she's really seen it. And she ended up hiring a coach after the May retreat because she she lives in Florida. So we got to hang out in uh, May and then she came to see me on stage. And she was like, it was hysterical. She brought her chicken and her little, you know, scale and all this stuff. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, she's all, you inspired me. I hired a coach and she's not had surgery, but it's just so cool to see, like, we don't know who we're influencing, you know? So I say, just keep showing up, doing what feels good for you. And just, you never know who's gonna, who's gonna say, wow, I can do that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's not an easy feat to take on either when you are, like you said, I can't even do a pull-up or a push-up. Yeah. It's like, me neither. Like I, the yeah. thought of doing something like summer shredding or literally even a half marathon, I'm like, absolutely not. That's just yeah. not happening. What did you say to yourself to keep yourself going? Like, how did you keep the momentum going yeah. when it was so... I know how rigorous it is because you and I have had talks offline. Like what kept you going? What did you tell yourself during those difficult moments? So it was hysterical. I literally hired Stephanie like right after the new year and like three and a half weeks after that, my whole household came down with COVID. And so I couldn't get to the gym and I was like, awesome. Month one. (laughs) Like, so I messaged her and she ended up sending me like at home workouts and it was perfect. Like she was so gracious. And then a month after that, one of my uncles passed away, like just you name it, everything was going crazy. I ended up homeschooling my kid at the last part of last year. So, and I had like my specific gym schedule. So I just was like, okay, we are just going to take this one day at a time. And, you know, Stephanie would provide encouragement. And I was just like, we're doing this. We've signed up. We've paid. So I might be crying at the end, but it's, it's going to happen. Dagnabbit. So, well, so. But that's, that's amazing, though, that you, you know, we had talked about this just recently about, you know, when, when you sign up for things like this, or you do this, like you make yeah. a, you sign a contract with yourself yes. to make this happen. For so sure. the fact that you were able to reach out to your accountability partner and your coach yes. and continue that going, because people just automatically assume that the the willpower or the motivation or whatever is just going to show up and drag your ass off the couch and take you to the gym or, you know, or or they're praying for the day that something like COVID happens. So you can be like, Oh, well, I guess I just don't have to go to the gym this week or the next month or whatever. But you were able to not only modify that, but to keep it going at home, even when you were sick, like you didn't, you took no days off even when you were sick. So, I mean, that's, that's a different level of motivation and, you know, uh, the contract signing with yourself. For sure. And, you know, it's so the, in the beginning, the beginning part of training, I just kind of gotten comfortable with the gym again. I'd hired a trainer at the gym, like a few months prior to that, to kind of get me back into the machines and the TRX area and stuff like that. So I was finally like feeling like, okay, to walk in there. But then Stephanie's like, okay, I need you to like film yourself. And I'm like, how am I going to like film myself? <laughs> I'm trying to find all these angles of where to set my phone. And there's these big beefy guys. I'm doing pelvic thrusts with these dudes, like all walking around me. And I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, how am I going to do this? Um, 
So, and I'm sweating, like, like not because I'm working hard, but just from anxiety. Like I'm like, okay. And then one of my friends was like, tab, nobody cares. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody cares. And she's right. Like everybody was in their zone. So as I started to gain my confidence, like I could just walk into the gym and I'd walk up and then be carrying my little eight pounds next to the dude that's got like a hundred pounds, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it, you know? So <laughs> just getting to see the, the transformation of my mindset in the gym was pretty cool because now I walk in and I probably act like I own the damn place. So, you know, well, I mean, gym, you know we talk about the gym, gym intimidation factor a lot because yeah. it, I mean, it is that way. Like a lot of people that have never been in or the last time they went in, right. they felt like they got laughed out of the gym or whatever that may be. Sure. But, uh, you know, what you say is really true. Like people, like I've found more people respect people in the gym because you're there. They just don't, they don't right. give a shit what level you're on. You're sure. trying. And that's yes. what matters. Like they, everybody started somewhere. It's true. You, know, you see people like The Rock or whoever else maybe, yeah. you know, your whoever your gym idol may be, like yeah. they all started somewhere. So right. knowing that just getting in there and taking the steps, like you're going to be more respected doing that if yeah. you show up on a more consistent basis than you are if you try to go one time and just take it stop for you and then roll right. out. Like that's that's the kind of thing. It's the consistency of it that, to keep for going sure. is what's going to create that motivation to continue. Yes. And I would do like initially... I literally would kind of obsess about this. I'm just going to be transparent. So Stephanie would give me, you know, my workouts for the week. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. What is that? You know, so I'm like Googling this stuff and YouTubing it. And I'm like at the gym with YouTube on. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. So like, and I just realized, you know, like you said, you got to start somewhere. And, you know, I'm one of those academic kind of people. Like I love to learn. So I just had to take that same kind of, zest I guess and add that to this area instead of allow the anxiety to hold me captive so I just I just kept trying and there's a specific group of us because I go at four in the morning so there's like eight of us so it's kind of nice because it's it's the same crew so we all kind of nod at each other like yeah all right I see you I see you so <laughs> that makes it nice because you don't feel like there's days where I didn't make the 4 a.m and I would go during the regular crowd Whew. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. So it's uh, been fun. That's amazing. I, I I am on my own journey to find something that I love. I love walking every day, yes. but I am to the point now where it's like, okay, I need to add something to sure. my daily routine um, that's going to push me a little bit more. For sure. Um, so for me, it's so inspiring to see people who are like, oh no, I was like you can catch me in the gym to someone who is like, no, no, like this is my therapy Um, because walking is my therapy. I don't like, I I don't think I'll ever give that up. Um, But what piece of advice would you give someone who is like, I want to get to that point, but I don't know how to start. Right. So, and, and I'm glad you brought that up too, because I also don't want the message to come across that everybody has to compete because that's definitely not, no. not what we're, we're saying here. And I think start off with what feels good, you know, and if you don't know what that is, try something like I know out here, pickleball became a big deal, right? Like I still have yet to play it. My friends are always like, Oh, that's for older people. I'm like, I don't know. It looks fun. So if it's just something that you can feel good doing, you know, if it's walking, if it's picking up some roller skates, getting on a bike, you know, your treadmill, 
I think just try something. And prior to signing up for Summer Shred, I'd actually enrolled in an adult ballet class. My daughter dances and we were trying to find something that we could do together. And so, and I'm very clumsy just by nature. So, so again, I just kind of put myself in this position, like, let's try this, you know? And so I'm doing plies <laughs> and just all this stuff, but it was so cool because I used to dance as a kid. So it brought back some really familiar and fun, you know, memories and feelings and I was getting to see myself in the mirror and just be like wow like you really can move your leg like that like that's cool you know and so <laughs> I'm kind of a dork you guys will learn that about me but I think just start with something you know mm -hmm. and it, even walking is amazing and if you're the type of person that that's like you know I can't really do stuff on my own I need someone grab an accountability buddy and, and do it together. Like now I actually have a workout partner. She's one of my son's friend's moms. And we became really good friends. So she was helping me up through the competition and now she pushes me every day. So it's, it's just become our thing. Like we just, okay, we're doing this today, right? Yep. Okay. And we get up and we go. So. Well, and one of the things that you said that really resonated was not letting your anxiety hold you captive. Yeah. And that, that is something that so many of us do because we're just sure. used to it because it's just yes. easier to sit in our shell and not do anything than it is to run the risk of being embarrassed right. because we, as bigger people, we want to be invisible. We don't want to be seen. Sure. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. So anything yes. we can do to just kind of cocoon away from all that, that's what we want to do. For but sure. on the other side of this, you know, we were given a second chance. This is our opportunity to make the most out of a life that we didn't get to before. Yes. And now that we have that chance, we need, you know, that that's one of those things that we love to see people actually be able to take a hold of and break out of and kind of move forward with, because, you know, like you said, trying, you know, exercise is going to look different for different people. So yes. you may have to try something you've never tried before, or right. you may have to go back to something that you tried as a kid, like what you said with mm -hmm. the dance or the roller skates or things like that. Like right. there's something in your life that you used, either used to love to do, or you haven't mm -hmm. tried yet that you will love to do. And it's just going to take getting out there and putting yourself in a position where, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable, but that's where the change and the growth comes in is you can't grow and change as a person without being in an uncomfortable situation. So, sure. you know, your, your, your mindset's going to try to hold you back in the safe place where they know, you know, nothing's going to happen to you and we're going to keep you over here, but nothing's going to happen to you and nothing's going to happen for you either. Right. If you stay in that situation. I would so agree with that. Hey friends, it's April. Sometimes we just have to bring in the big guns when we need that extra layer of support. And I've found that with Sarah team fit with me. She's amazing. Her team is amazing. Her coaches are amazing. And the support truly has been life-changing. I'm learning so much about nutrition, bariatric eating, and how to live my life as a bariatric patient. And I'm seeing the results in the way that my body looks. Reach out to her today to get 10% off of your first month if you book in October. Just let her know. April sent you. Find her online at teamfitwithme.com or on Instagram at sarahf underscore fitwithme. Is your family act as active as you? It's, has that changed your relationship with your family? Really good question. So it was fun. It was funny as I was starting to train everybody in my household, they have what we call the want, want booty. 
and I'm mixed and my mom, she just bless her heart. She's got a flat butt. And so I was, you know, had a flat butt. Well, I started building out a little bit of a tush and my kids were like, mom, you're getting a shelf. And I was like, yeah. So <laughs> it's just been, so they've been excited to just watch like the changes. Like I've become the selfie queen. Like I'm always like looking at my booty, looking at my arms, like. I'm 44 years old, y'all. I'm doing this. Your kids I've gassing been... you up. <laughs> but yes, they actually are. So my daughter, she's in dance. My son is in cross country. Like the kids are really excited to see, you know, because you guys before surgery, like I could hardly get up off the ground. Like I used to do play therapy with kids in their homes and I would sit on the floor and we'd play with toys. And at the height of my highest weight, like I remember one of my clients, like he he was like 10 at the time. He's like, Miss Tabby, do you need help getting up? Cause I couldn't get up. Oh. And I was, I mean, this was in 2000, this must've been like 2015, 2016. Like I wasn't even in my forties yet and I'm not even able to get up off the ground. So to be able to be in that capacity now where my kids get to see like, all right, my mom's got a little muscle, you know, she's getting a shell. Um, it has been really cool for them to see and just recognize like they are also capable of whatever they want to do you know like this is not anything I ever would have thought I'd be doing post-op ever so yeah yeah I it's always so interesting I love because I am a single person I don't have um, kids I don't have a partner so it's always fun for me to listen to how like parents uh have those conversations with their kids and exactly what you're doing is telling yeah. them like hey if you don't like where you're at if you don't like where you're what your situation is you have the power to change it for sure you help whatever you want like your yeah. um you know your situation can change and you have the power to change it um as far I mean obviously I recognize some people do not have some resources and things like for that sure. but overall you have the power to create your own life and I think and that's what you are showing your children yeah like I just had my physical on my birthday last month and it was the first time I was actually really excited to go to the doctor's office because I was like yeah I'm gonna flex you know because he hadn't seen me since before the muscles and everything and so we were just looking at like my past weights and blood work and stuff like that and he's like man he's like your blood work is is impeccable Like, he's like, this is probably the healthiest you've ever been. And, you know, my brother who passed, it was stage four colon cancer and we were only three years apart. So of course it's alarm bells, you know, on, on my mortality and all that stuff. And so I got the colonoscopy, clean bill health, everything's good, but just this sense of pride, like, wow, my blood work is good. Like, that's awesome. You know? And typically there was this avoidance of going to the doctor because I already knew I got to get on that stupid scale and that is going to ruin me for the rest of the week. And I'm going to feel ashamed. And, and I didn't even feel like that. Like it was just, I was excited. I was like, yeah, let me get on the scale. What's up? You know? So. Well, that's a, it's a big difference because we're so used to getting yelled at at the doctor and it being a horrible experience. And you know what it is, you know, just another tick in the chart where they tell you that you got to exercise and eat right and lose weight and all that other shit and your labs are trash and all this other. So being able to do that, and and also 
like what you had said, like when you're when you're talking about in the household with kids or grandkids or, you know, any just anybody watching what you're what you've got going on, you know, like what you had said in the beginning, you never know who's watching you online on social media. Sure. You know, it's your kids are the same way. Like you you yeah. have, you know, you got your kids in the house that are watching you do this and overcome yes. so much and make these changes that it is going to influence them to do the to do the same thing. Yeah. It's like they are going to know that like Nat said. If they don't like where they are, they can make those changes. They can do better. Like there's always something better that you can do. And the accountability partner part of it stands so strong in the community because we are the first person to let ourselves down, but we won't do that to anybody else. So if you have somebody waiting, like our, our impulse to be there for somebody else is so much stronger than it is to be here for ourselves. Like if that's what you need, do that. Get that person, get the person that won't let you sit back and take a rest day. Get that person that's going to make you get up and meet them at the gym or go for a walk or go, whatever that may be, whatever the exercise looks like for you that day. That's what you have. I mean, if that's what you have to have, there's no shame in doing that because most of us are like that because we're just to a point like people pleasers, like most of us are the last person we please is ourselves. So you know, that if that has to carry on into our post-op journey until we're ready for that to be different, there's nothing wrong with doing that because at the end of the day, you're putting yourself in a position to win, you know, for yourself. For sure. And what's funny is even, even going back to the competition, I didn't care about winning. Like it was literally for me, just, just doing it because that is something so far from anything I ever would have thought I would be capable of doing. Um, And my son, so my son watched it on the video and he's like, mom, you did a really good job. You know, it was just cute. Like I tear up because he's, he's just so positive and encouraging. And he's just like, and there was a part at the end that I kind of slipped up or whatever messed up. And he's like, I didn't see it at all. I think you did amazing. And it was just like, yeah, dude, that's cool. That's cool. You know? So just, for what it's worth to encourage the person that's out there that's thinking about doing something different. Just, you know, hopefully we're planting a seed with this conversation that, you know what, what are you going to do differently tomorrow? What is that going to look like? And taking just one little step towards that, because there's like a whole nother life on the other side that we, we get to experience, you know? Well, and age doesn't like you, like you had said, you know, you're 44 and doing this. I'm like, I was 44 when I had surgery, like the end, like the the time where it's too late to do something is when you're gone. Like once you pass away, that's when it's too late. You can pick up and do like a Dr. Joe uh, had told us that the oldest he had performed a surgery was a 72 year old woman. So don't ever think that you're out side of any age range to do anything you can compete like i'm sure there's there's you know body positive competitions you can beat in all the way up to senior level whatever you want to do you can run marathons you can run 5ks you can run whatever it is you want to do to better yourself just get up and do it like there's no too old too old is when you're gone so true yeah my posing coach she's in her 60s she's competed for over 30 years and she's strong like i was like dang I hope I look like that when I'm your age. Like, <laughs> so you're never too old. Never. No, no I, I'll never forget when I was 11, I went to Mexico with my grandma and my grandma, 70 years old, climbing pyramids. I mean, like 
you can do literally anything that you want to do at any point in time. Um, and I mean, we get so caught up in like the hustle and like getting things done and getting to the finish line, but like, that's not the point. The point is to be able to do things because you can. For sure. And that's what, that's what you did, Tabitha. Like you did it. Like you checked that off your list and now you love it. <laughs> yeah. It's if I don't go to the gym some days, I'm like, this feels weird. You know, and obviously I have rest days, but there's just, my body's just conditioned now. It's really, it craves movement. And yeah. that's pretty amazing when it used to crave McDonald's three times a day. Just right. saying. When it so, craves McDonald's on the couch, like my, yeah. my body craves the couch like no Ooh. other. But yes. yeah, the fact that we can get up and do these things, not only, and, and it's not a, it's not a, I have to get up and go to the gym. It's yeah. I get to get up and go that's to right. the gym. Because I can, yeah, I can get up and go to the gym. And that's something that we need to honor the fact that we can, because like myself, my mobility was so bad before I Mm -hmm. had the surgery. Like there's stuff that I'm still doing that I I can still do today that I don't even realize I hadn't been able to do in so long. Because you think back to it and go, I don't even know the last time I did anything Mm -hmm. like that was, and was able to do it and not not only just out of breath or, you know, about to, you know, lightheaded or whatever, like I was just able to do it, period. So the fact that you're able to get up and do these things or go to the gym and do, you know, whatever, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to get to do those things. So thinking of it as a torture or as a punishment or as a whatever, like we've got to shift our mindset when it comes to that, because for so long, we look at it like, oh, I had a cupcake today, so I better go walk on the treadmill for an hour so it doesn't go to my ass, whatever it may be. Like, this is not like, this isn't that. This is the fact that we've got, like I said, we've got this new lease on life and we need to take advantage of it so that we can be physically healthy now, heart healthy, you know, all the, you know, because there's metabolic wellness, but there's also all the other types of, you know, things that are going on with your body that you have to, you know, combat as you get older. True. Well, and just the, the impact that it has on my mental health when I exercise in any form, Um, because again, high anxiety also struggled with depression. So there is such a benefit and I can always tell like, Ooh, I need to do some movement because my mood sucks right now. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's just a natural way to, to improve that. Mm-hmm. And I'm super grateful. Yeah. It's, um, I'll never forget. I mean, even just walking, I remember my mom when I was 400 pounds would just say, well, just go out and walk. And I'm like, you don't understand that like just getting out and walking is like strenuous. I'm carrying 400 pounds on my body. Like it hurt to walk even. And now me and like Hooper even got in the best shape of his life. Now he's crazy because that's all he wants to do. Right. But I mean, we walk all the time because it's like, oh, I, it feels good. And like Jason said, if I don't walk, if I don't get out and I go to bed, I feel it. Yes. My body doesn't feel right if I haven't been outside. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's just been like such a, uh, 180. And yeah. I think of it now more of like a celebration of anything. Sure. Absolutely. Like even when I approach pull-ups, cause pull-ups used to be so traumatic for me, like in school, we had those stupid presidential fitness tests. I could never do a pull-up. And yeah. now, I mean, I'm granted I'm on the machine, but it's like, I enjoy it. Like when I get to pull up, I feel so strong. And I think back to like when I was 10 and I was like, 
chunky and people are watching and I'm sweating and I'm embarrassed. And like, it's such a different feeling. It's just such a different feeling now. Well, and you know, as we were talking about motivation and the, and the will to actually want to go work out, like those are physical changes, not only in what you can see, but also in the way you feel yes. that are going to also create that, you know, consistency to continue to go because once you, and it's not even like it's a vanity thing, like, oh, I'm looking better so let me keep going. There's just something about, you know, from my own experience, there's just something about setting a personal record at the gym from what you started with that makes you want to continue to go because you're like, oh, well, if I, it only took me this long to right. beat that and get to here, how, you know, I can probably get to the next level then. And then you just continue to go right. and set these things for yourself, you know, and it's like, kind of like, that's why it's called a personal record. It's not like you're out there trying to, you know, beat the world or say that I'm going to be the next right. Mr. Universe. It's just the fact that you're doing better than yourself. And it fits in with the same thing we say about our, you know, our post-op journey is, is you just have to do better tomorrow than you did today or right. that you did yesterday. It's just one, you know, it's just one, 1% better every single day as April's, you know, amazing James Clear says in his book, it's just 1% better every day is all you're trying to do. And the same goes in life as goes in the gym. Like you can attribute that to your, your, your fitness journey the same way. Absolutely. I was just thinking about this earlier today, uh, as I was on my walk. Um, but it's, there's also something about when you feel physically capable and when you look in the mirror, like, I know it's not just about the looks, but there's something about when your body matches the way that you feel inside. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like, even when I was obese, um, and I would do a really great workout, like, obviously I felt really great, but then I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, "Ugh, I'm still 400 pounds or whatever. And my body wouldn't match my soul or like how I felt on the inside. But now it does like, you're like, wow, I feel great. And I also look great. And like, I'm not tiny. I still have work to do, but like, even today I was like, wow, like my body is starting to match how I feel after exercise. And that's also like a really incredible feeling Absolutely, that can help. I don't like the word motivate, but something to help keep that momentum going. There was a picture that the photographer got of me on stage. And when I saw it, I was just blown away. I was like, that's me. Like the lights were on me and it was just, it felt like, like you just described, like I was able to see like my inner self, but out, out and for the world to see. And I was just like, I literally, it brought me to tears. And so I'm getting it framed, but just the first time that I really saw who I believe I was created to be, you know, like it was, it was a really beautiful experience. Yeah. I think, um, like I always had a vision of who I thought I looked like in my brain, my whole life. And now it's like, oh, I look in the mirror and it's like, oh, I actually look like how I think I do in my brain, you know? So that's, I mean, same thing with you. I can imagine seeing that, that photo and just going, whoa, yeah, they match. (laughs) 
I sure didn't feel like that on stage. Like I was like all shaking and stuff. So when I saw the picture, I was like, (laughs) so, but no, like it's this transformation is just, I, you know, I tell people all the time, I think when I got into, you know, bariatric surgery, I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to lose some weight. Like, okay, cool, man. I just, I gained myself. Like everything has, has shifted and it's sharper and it feels, it feels like home, you know? And I definitely never felt like home in my own body before. Well, and that's, that's kind of the, the level that we all aspire to be post-op is we all want to get to that point where we not only love ourselves, but love ourselves in our own skin. and We love the reflection we see because there's so, so long for so many of us, we have not. So we definitely appreciate that perspective. Yeah. And I mean, for those people that are still struggling to find that, I think just, you know, if I could encourage, like I've done a lot, a lot of therapy on my own, um, therapy, coaching, if spirituality is your thing, like finding those things that, that really speak life into you, getting the right people around you. Um, Cause it's been, it's been a, multiple, I guess, multifaceted journey. Um, so all of those things are good things, but to not lose hope that you will, you will get there. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, um, thank you, Tabitha, for joining us. This has been a really wonderful conversation as always. Um, you guys. Oh, I can't wait to see you so soon. I know. I can't wait to give <laughs> hugs when we're in Portland. Yes. The the Just Be You Award show is coming yes. up in November. We're so excited. Um, so many good times. Voting has ended. We've been, all of us have been nominated for several different things. So um, yeah, we're just excited to go and hang out with our that's, Barry fam and celebrate right. the community. It's going to be so much fun. Absolutely. Lots of hugs, lots of tears. Happy tears. (laughs) Wow. Well, again, um, where can people find you? Where can they, you know, work with you maybe? For sure. So on Instagram, I'm at the real Barry boss. My website is barryboss.com. You can take a look at the coaching options and hopefully I get to meet many of you in Portland and I'm a hugger. So please feel free to to give a hug. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason. Yes, ma'am. Thank you again. We appreciate you uh, coming on and just sharing your journey and and your wisdom and your knowledge. And, you know, we, we just appreciate you being a part of, uh, of Barry Nation and just being an amazing individual for the community all around. And to the community, we thank you guys for always sharing, liking, subscribing, and following and doing the things and telling people that we exist because, you know, people are out there that need the help. So we thank you guys so much for that. And uh, just remember, at the end of the day, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye everybody.